Welcome to the Man Up Podcast. I'm Winston Wolf. I solve problems. A spiritual oasis for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. So, for the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men, this is Man Up. And welcome, everybody. This is Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Bed, podcast number 241. Hard to believe, and we're glad you're here. Where is here? Here is Sugarland, Texas. So grab a globe and spin it around. Bang! Not sure where you ended up, but spin it around. Find Texas. Southeast side of Texas is Houston, better known as H-Town. Uh, southwest side of Houston is Sugarland, and that's where we are. And we're not pastors, we're just regular guys, and each of us are on our own spiritual journey. And if you're listening to us, you probably are too. Um, this spiritual stuff, I mean, this is important to me. I get encouraged with the word pastors. But what really helps me is talking with regular guys, spiritual guys like me that are out there slugging it out, meeting the challenges of everyday life, just like me. And that's why we're here, and we're on a No Church Answers tour, and glad that you joined us. And you know, because of your support, uh, our podcast has spun off into the 30-minute No Church Answers TV show, which is now directly streamable from Preach the Word Worldwide Network TV. And you can find that on your browser, on your phone or tablet. Preach the Word TV has an app available on Apple App Store, uh, Google Play, if you have Roku, Apple Fire, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, you can find us. And uh, But if you're also in the Atlanta area, you can find the uh, feed Saturday mornings. We are out there. And, uh, of course, you can find us on our website, which is man Up spiritual Oasis for Men, or even on Facebook. So... Uh, if you have a question or comment, you can go ahead and post it to us. Uh, this is an awesome group that we have here. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and introduce them at this time. Uh, we have, he is a former world-class policy writer, uh, a current professional gambler. He's actually the show producer, Mr. Steve Titch. Hey, Steve. Mr. Yo. Steve. And hey, world-class a, a talent development, not just a trainer, talent <laughs> development guy. Ooh, big work. Kind big of work. the group theologian. Uh, we call him the professor. Robert Koshu is here. Hey, Robert. Hello. And uh, my name is uh, Bill Cox. I'm basically a contractor, but I am a bit of a uh, indie filmmaker and writer and that kind of thing. We And we're so glad that you're here and... We are going to do something different. We're guys, and we're always willing to try something different to bring this, the debates and the challenges of the scriptures, bring them to life, put a man's spin on them, and get it out there for guys like you and me, for example, um, to go ahead and dissect this and to apply it to our own life. And so... <clears throat> the topic is faith and works, and uh, producer Steve Titch gave some awesome notes, and it's always a touchy subject in churches, but we're guys, and we don't settle for church answers, so we're going to dive right in, and uh, going to go ahead and uh, 
get Steve Titch to chime in well, before I'll, we get started. I'm going to set this up a little bit. Um, there is a there is a belief among scholars that James, which is the letter we've been studying these last few weeks, uh, was written <coughs> very close to Galatians, Paul's letter to the Galatians. Uh, they that would make them two of the earliest writings of the New Testament. They would date from, uh, let's say, between 45 and 50 A.D. So we're going to we're going to we're going to take that ball and run with it, and assume that not only uh, not only were they written around the same time, James's letter may have been written as. An answer, an add-on, a rebuttal, uh, a clarification, we could call it, to Paul's letter of the Galatians. Now, Paul's letter of the Galatians talks a lot about justification through faith alone, uh, which is, of course, a very strong point of the Protestant church, certainly the Baptist church. Um, You cannot earn your way into salvation. Uh, James, which... it's kind of even in the, our church, it kind of raised a few eyebrows when the word came out. We're going to study James in this, uh, in this latest study. Raised some eyebrows because James strongly talks about the need for works as a part of your salvation or sanctification. And so within, within the denominations, there's a lot of you know, talk about, well, how, what did James mean? But it is pretty neat about how these sections we, I pulled out of Galatians and James kind of fit together almost as a point-counterpoint. Um, they, they really do look like an exchange of views, and that's how we're going to play it here, and I'll, I'll turn it over to, but, and, and just for one thing, everything we're about to do with, with, with Robert and I do come from Scripture. We're not ab-libbing. Uh, the references Bill will give you in a minute, so, so I'll kick it back to Bill, who'll be kind of our host for the next uh, few minutes. Well, and so just want to let you know that uh, it's theater for me only. And (laughs) (laughs) and we're going to have as Paul, Steve, and as James, Robert. And so you have to have kind of a a, uh, impartial person that's kind of moderating this. And, you know, we're going back to what? The uh, first century. So... We're going to go 80, use 50. 80, 50. Bill, the humble pig farmer, will be the uh, <laughs> will be the moderator. And so if you're a, a uh, of a certain age, you might remember point counterpoint was on 60 minutes. But in this one, you will not hear the phrase, you ignorant slug. <laughs> so anyway, and with that spirit, it's time for point counterpoint faith versus works. Speaking for faith, direct from Antioch, missionary, church planner, and apostle to the Gentiles, Paul of Tarsus. Right. And speaking for works, from Jerusalem, the brother of our Lord Jesus and founder and pillar of our church, James of Nazareth. Oh, Paul will start things off. Paul? Well, we who are Jews by birth and not sinful Gentiles know that a person is not justified by works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. 
So we, too, have put our faith in Christ Jesus that we may be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law, because by the works of the law, no one will be justified. For through the law, I died to the law so that I might live for God. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not set aside the grace of God. For if righteousness could be gained through the law, Christ died for nothing. James? James? What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by my deeds. You believe that there is one God. Good! Even the demons believe that and shudder. Hmm. Paul. Are you so foolish? At the, after beginning by means of the Spirit, are you now trying to finish by means of the flesh? Have you experienced so much in vain, if it really was in vain? So again, I ask, does God give you his Spirit and work miracles among you by the works of the law or by your believing what you heard? So also Abraham, quote, believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness, Unquote. Understand then that those who have faith are children of Abraham. Scripture foresaw that God would justify the Gentiles by faith and announced the gospel in advance to Abraham. All nations will be blessed through you. So those who rely on faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. Hmm. James Rebuttal. You foolish person. Do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? Was not our father Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see that his faith and his actions were working together, and his faith was made complete by what he did. And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. And he was called God's friend. You see that a person is considered righteous by what they do and not by faith alone. Hmm. And now we are going to go ahead and take our first break. This is Man Up, podcast number 241. We'll be right back. Hey, pastors and church leaders. 
Are you looking to create an exciting program that will attract, engage, and inspire men in your congregation? Book a live Man Up Spiritual Oasis podcast for your next men's ministry event. Called authentic, gritty, and unexpectedly funny, Man Up has been delighting podcast listeners since 2017. We're not pastors, just regular guys willing to talk about scripture and how we can apply it to our personal faith journeys. Man Up is a refreshing alternative to predictable motivational speakers, offering your audience a chance to connect with everyday Christian men who don't settle for routine Sunday school answers. Interested in learning more? Visit man-upspiritualoasis.com or contact Bill Cox at liveshow at manupmedia.org. And now, back to the fellows of Man Up. And welcome back, everybody. This is Man Up, Spiritual Oasis for Men. Podcast number 241. I hope you uh, enjoyed that little bit of theater. Steve is Paul. First read Galatians 2, 15 and 16, as well as 19 and 21. And then Robert, as James, rebuttaled. He'd read James 2, 14 through 18. To which Steve is Paul quoted Galatians 3, 3 through 9. And then, of course, how could we forget Robert delivering James' rebuttal, 19 through 26. So um, I just wanted to go ahead and talk a little bit about (coughs) um, faith versus works. And I just want, (coughs) and I get it. I, I get it that it's a big discussion in churches it's kind of above my level because I live my faith kind of more on the personal level. But I want to just talk to you real quick. Think about uh, faith and deeds as this. In order to get into heaven, say you had to be a wrestler, okay? So your life, you train for a wrestler. You sweat, you work hard. But you know, you never actually get in a match and you die and you go to heaven and you sit with the other wrestlers. Were you ever really a wrestler when you never had the agony of defeat, the thrill of victory? You practiced, but you were never on the team that me personally i feel about faith if you have true faith you want to be on the team you're not doing it for the varsity jacket you want to be one of them and so and with that that was my own kind of interpretation but I want to throw it back to the actors and let them slug it out. So, so I don't know. The, the girls do like the varsity jacket, though. <laughs> I'm just saying. I have uh, one. You know. But, yeah, yeah, but, okay, so let's put some co- other context around this. This probably happened around the same time as the council in Jerusalem w- that's referenced in Acts 15, where basically they all came together and sat and talked about and in essence, at the end of that, they said, okay, Gentiles who are believers, you have to abstain from eating meat that was strangled or had blood in it. There's some meat rules there. And abstain from sexual immorality. And other than that, you don't have to follow all the Jewish laws. 
And so just to kind of put some context in it, because there were, until, the, until that point, anyone who became a Christian had to also become a Jew, which meant circumcision, which you just do the picture on that if you're 50-something. <laughs> just saying. But you all, and you had to follow all the temple sacrifice laws and the feast and all of that. In essence, what this council did is it separated Christianity from the Jewish religion and set it up. And so that's just some additional context. Uh, I, I think it's important has, because yeah. James presided over that He, he did. Council uh, and, and read, you might say, we don't know what it was, but you could say he read, he's, he's, he's quoted in Acts. He's the one who reads the decision. He reads, yep. he reads like the chief justice. He comes yeah. out and, and reads what the, what, what the consensus said or what the final decision was. So, so yes, yeah, so this is why I, I like doing this because James is definitely caught up in this. Um, some also some other things to point out. Um, Paul, when he when he talked about the law, he was pretty much talking the whole breadth yeah. of Levitical law and all all the things you've mentioned: circumcision, uh, the cleanliness, all of this. Um, the, a lot of the ritual, a lot of the idea that and and then, and that's in Leviticus, how you have to prepare yourself to go into the tent of meeting or into the temple mm -hmm. and prepare yourself to meet God. His point was that the death of Christ, Christ's blood washed the necessity of all that away. Now, pointedly, James, throughout the letter, although and he really does talk about the importance of deeds and, and seems to rhetorically ask, as you said here, yeah. are deeds, you know, can, can you, uh, what was, can you, uh, can you have faith without deeds? It, almost like his his rhetorical answer is no, but all of his examples pertain to the social justice aspects of the the Levitical and Mosaic laws. He's talking about caring for the poor, widows and orphans. He mentions charity, uh, brotherhood, uh, all 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 the things that were were truly unique in the Jewish faith for centuries that had you know this this ethical aspect to their religion that no other religion of its time really had there were, there were some rules but but this really set out the idea that uh, everyone is equal before God even the rulers and uh, what I think he's saying is that didn't get thrown out here and we've got to remember that and remember he is also speaking to a largely Jewish audience who are probably wondering, well, what now? And, and Paul's up there in, in Galatia and Turkey and Greece running around and saying the law doesn't matter. So you could see, you could see, you can even be sympathetic a little bit to what James is trying to do. Part of the problem is they were dealing with two separate issues, mm -hmm. I get it, it, mm -hmm. is, is the piece. And, and, and when you read them in context with mm -hmm. each other, they don't – there are people – Martin Luther, you know, we talked about when we first talked about the Epistle of James. Martin Luther considered the Epistle of James an epistle of straw, you know, almost wanted to exclude mm -hmm. it from the canon, kind of stuck it in the back, you know. It's got some use, but I don't know about that. The, the faith without – the justification by faith is the key of the Reformation. Mm -hmm. You know, there is – that is the number one – piece of the Reformation. 
has, when it comes out in history. And it's really one of those, as you look at it, you're right. And I even the section I read, he, he talked about, you know, do you can you walk, you know, if your faith without works, if you can have faith and not worry about works, can you walk past um, the widow and say, bless you, be well fed, and not do anything mm-hmm. about it? You know, and it's one of those things where it, even today, you know, there, there, there was a lot of hay made over Lakewood Church not mm-hmm. providing things during Harvey and during mm-hmm. some of the other natural disasters mm-hmm. we've had. You know, here's the biggest mm-hmm. church in the city of Houston, literally, mm-hmm. in a former basketball. The Houston, right. I went and saw the Houston Rockets the play <laughs> in the Summit, which is where Lakewood Church is now. Mm-hmm. You know, and they really didn't, you know, they didn't open their doors up for a warming shelter during the winter freeze last year. You know, they didn't do any of that. Why? You, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe they didn't have power. I'm not going to totally catch aspersions. But there were there were points of that. And and you go to even some of the modern some of the modern evangelical churches that have caused such consternation and problems within the evangelical community, Mars Hill. Mars Hill didn't do a lot of out with the poor. Now they claimed they were reaching people for Christ, but all those people they reach for Christ, ninety percent of them have gone away <clears throat> and totally left the faith. Did they really generate? It it kind of goes to somewhat the discussion we had on help me stay with the number. Um, one of the TV show episodes I can't remember the the weeds and it's the faith and fruit. It has not aired yes, yet. Yes, it's a, it has. It's, it's upcoming episode. Okay, well, we did fruits of this. We got a lot. We did four yeah. of them. So it's either it either is it either was just aired last yeah. Saturday. Uh, or, yeah, I think it. I think or or it's one of the one of the latest two we've put up there. Yeah, but it but it, it can you have if you have gifts of the spirit and you're mm-hmm. using those, but you don't see any fruit in your life. Mm-hmm. Is it really the gift or is it just you mm-hmm. using talent? But I think I think the you know uh, and and it's almost coming to that point here because um, you're looking at that. But I I think and and Bill had a point. I think that's kind of where you might say the the Protestant reconciliation of this is. Mm-hmm. Uh, though there are, I I would say to that to some extent, Paul and and James are talking at cross purposes. Uh, they both put them both in the same room. I think they agree. There's salvation through grace. Um, they, there's this degree of of works, and and Paul, of course, writes about the importance of works. I mean, they, he took up, <laughs> dare I say, in stereotypical way, he took up collections. He can he, for, he thanks for the, the church in Jerusalem. Yes, he thanks the church. He thanks their. He, he thanks uh, one, in one of his letters was it the Ephesians, Corinthians, the Corinthians, Corinthians. for who are having so much trouble, yeah. but nonetheless did did uh, answer a call there. Uh, and these guys, these guys were having problems with the rules. <laughs> you know, what do we do? What do we do? But they they were the first ones to. Well, we don't. We they were certainly generous when when the when call came. came. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so Paul did not say and 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 when and Paul directly rhetorically asked. Yes. Does that mean I don't follow the law anymore? And he said, absolutely, absolutely not. And certainly Jesus maintained that he, he came to fulfill the law, which is, again, one of these things we debate in church <laughs> for a long time, for, for over and over. But to get back to, to what it is, there's this process, I, I think it's reconciled through the idea of sanctification. Salvation comes the moment you accept yep. 
you, you accept the, the, the freely given gift of salvation. We see that with the thief on the cross. He, didn't, he, he had this la- in, 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 in kind of an inarticulate way even. He was just a thief, and he's promised a place in paradise. And that, that thief did not have time to go out and get sanctified through good works. Yeah. But, so, so, but this process of sanctification, it's kind of... Salvation isn't Christ plus. There's no Jesus plus to that. It's freely given. But after you've you've appropriated this gift, it's kind of, well, what now? What what does my Lord expect from me? And and you you do. We talk about turning your life over to the Holy Spirit. And if you've done so, the Holy Spirit's going to guide you toward at least some of these more I'm going to say social concerns. You're not going to be guided back to, you know, uh, to the idea of cleansing and all of that. But the idea that we see so much about uh, basically loving your neighbor. And we talk about so much. Whatever, whatever fruits, are, fruits you bear will be aimed in some way toward love of neighbor one way or another. And that's what I think where James is going from. Now, James is harsh. I'm, uh, that, that's a, oh, James, that's a that's, discussion. But that's he tends James. to be harsh, and he tends to be, and maybe he's mad at his church because he, he's very passionate, very strong, and sometimes judgmental. And plus, as we've talked about, he's kind of writes almost in aphorisms. Yeah. Um, well, well, but you know, like you said, we go part back of it is, see, I always go back to anytime I read that with James, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to read it mm-hmm. versus Paul, mm-hmm. I'm always going back to in my head, James was not stupid. Don't mm-hmm. no. get, don't read me mm-hmm. wrong, but it's an education level yes. difference. No, yeah, you know, it, it's like if you go talk to an engineer mm-hmm. and have them describe mm-hmm. a car to you, mm-hmm. the engineer is going to describe it much differently. Mm-hmm. Than a mechanic, mm-hmm. because the mechanic understand how it works because he's got his hands all greasy mm-hmm. and he's in there with the engine. The engineer just drew it up and mm-hmm. put it all together. They're mm-hmm. telling you the same thing. Mm-hmm. They're just telling it to you in different ways. And mm-hmm. I think James comes across that way because J- James wasn't he wasn't stupid, but he wasn't edu- He wasn't part of but, the but educated he's, he's class. Kind of, well, you might say he yeah. had st- no way street smarts. I mean, yeah. his he his trunk card was, hey, I was, I was his brother. I yeah. grew up with we gave each other noogies. <laughs> well and <laughs> but he 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 literally did live with Jesus and made was not always a direct apostle book, but certainly had direct experience with 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 Jesus himself. Paul had a roadside, the road to Damascus experience, but that was that was James Trump card. All Jesus, of all Jesus of what showed Paul, up, Jesus showed of, up after the resurrection yes. to James and said, "Hey, bro." <laughs> yes. <laughs> all of all of Paul, Paul's Paul was certainly learned and 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 qualified, yep. but everything he learned about Jesus and what he said was secondhand. It came yep. the, the apostles told him about it. James at least was there for some of it, and so you have to give him. You can't. You, I'm, I'm sorry, Mr. Luther. You can't just throw him to the back of the Bible. <laughs> I think the things also about James though is this: uh, you got to imagine that um, this has already been several years since Jesus had passed, and he's probably getting older too, and he's probably getting into the, his legacy, James's, and so he's writing it down essentially like a human resources book as if you were going this is 
what you had to do yeah, this is to, to fulfill after right to fulfill yeah. to fulfill the duties um, as he saw as he saw it and you know and typically and most of you guys out there have been on the job for the first time and some of the stuff that's written makes perfect sense other stuff you think well how does that apply and I think it uh, it applied in certain instances to James and then it's also what he saw and he thought was beneficial so in a way he was doing he was shaping the faith as well as recording what it would take what kind of dedication it would take and we're going to go ahead and take our second break this is man up podcast number 241 we'll be right back this is bill cox director of man up spiritual oasis for men we're not pastors just regular guys thanking you our listeners for making us one of the fastest growing podcasts in the christian space we are proud to announce that the regular guys have earned a video slot on preach the word tv network a christian video streaming application with more than 50 million downloads worldwide to finance our video production, we have launched a GoFundMe page to raise funds for our studio space and production team. Our program will be available on Roku, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV. It will also air locally in Atlanta on Saturday mornings on WYGA Channel 16.5. To make a tax-deductible contribution and learn more details, please look us up on GoFundMe fundme.com under man up spiritual oasis for men or donate directly through paypal at donate at manupmedia.org. thank you so much for your support and now back to the fellas of man up and welcome back everybody man up podcast number 241 and we are talking about faith versus works and uh had a very awesome little bit of uh, theater, and too bad we didn't have the judge here to actually render a verdict. <laughs> but uh, c- point counterpoint, um, I've always felt that in faith versus work. In my personal opinion, though, is this, and I go back to the uh, the wrestling example. How much do you want? What do you wa- what do you expect of your faith? And some people I know, they just they just want faith just because in case something bad happens they want to be able to say oh i'm going to pray for that and then and then that's it and then they just move on whereas some people like me i believe i just believe and my grandparents believe my dad believe my parents did and it just kind of worked for me because i saw the people around them it their faith not only made their life better, but because they were just nice people of faith and just pig farmers, all the other people around them seemed to benefit too, and their lives were just a little bit better. And that's why I've kind of adopted it um, for myself. And so that's why this discussion, although I go back to the wrestler um, uh, example, how bad do you want to be the team? You can practice all you want, but until you actually get out there and actually do it, you will not know what it's like. Steve? 
Well, I'm, I'm going to switch gears for a minute and, and because this discussion we're having ha has an incredible degree of relevance this week. It was, in fact, it was only today. We're recording this on, on uh, February 16th. It was today, after I sent out these notes, that this news broke. Um, and I'm going to talk about this because I am a former Catholic. So I have some, I'm, I'm not just a, a, another evangelical ragging on the Catholic faith. I grew up as a Catholic. And if you haven't seen the news, it came out that there was a priest, a father priest in, in um, Arizona, who apparently did not say the proper words in thousands of baptisms. And it was really one, one word, he, 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 instead, of we bap, instead of I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, it was we baptize you. And under the rule is that that invalidates the baptism. Um, now, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm going to speak to any Catholics we listen to out there, because I know, and I'm, I'm going to take it that for granted that you take your faith very seriously, and you take... Uh, and, 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 and this is very concerning, because you, and, and, and I checked this out. This is on the Diocese of Phoenix website. This is not necessarily what they're reporting, that if, if your baptism is invalidated, this is under Catholic law, any subsequent sacrament you have is also invalidated. That is your confirmation, and get ready, your marriage. And you go, you, you actually, they have the free FAQs on the, on the, uh, on the on the site and, and you know is my marriage invalid is my marriage legitimate and it does not say no but or yes but it simply says please contact your local parish that's a serious thing and and it's and and but i'm going to take it back to this what i what we read during mm. during the uh during our little skit, which is directly, is Galatians 2.21. If righteousness can be gained through the law, Christ died for nothing. If you are being told that your salvation is denied because you were not baptized or your baptism was invalid, please go to your, your monsignor, your pastor, your Catholic pastor, bring him this and ask him what, what his interpretation is. Because this is kind of the very thing Paul was arguing about. The idea that human beings could influence what God could do. That, that by some, some incantation, God's automatically required to do this, or vice versa, if you don't do it right, God's hands are suddenly tied. That is, I, I'm not going to, I'm simply going to say that's simply bad theology. That's uh, a it's hubris. It's it's not. It's yeah, he says it's hubris, and yeah. and I'm and I'm not and and, and you know and around the, around the around the world around the country they're laughing at this, and I'm not going to laugh at this because I know there are truly Christian Catholics who believe this. Nonetheless, your salvation is freely given. The baptism is a is a is an important ritual. It's part of your faith. No question about that. If you feel it's been invalidated, go do it again. But you, the gates of heaven have not been shut against you because one pastor made a mistake. 
You used the wrong, one, so one wrong word. One wrong word. Wrong you, one you word. Know, so I did I'm not sorry hear that. that, is, that is, oh, yeah, I saw the story. That is, is, that is, and it's, and I'm not speaking for Steve Titch. I'm speaking for what is biblical truth. Uh, and again, if you're not, if you're, if don't take, go, go, go take a look at Galatians. Go through that, even that verse, which sums it up. Uh, if the grace of God should be gained through the law, then, you know, why did Christ die? And I know that Catholics, as much as, as much as evangelicals accept the atonement of Christ. So there we are. And but this is this is I, I made a little diversion there because this is exactly what Paul is addressing. It went back to you know, Martin Luther. Martin Luther didn't like James because James was being used, the letter of James was being used to justify some of the abuses, especially the idea of indulgences that you could buy your way into salvation. Oh, you haven't done enough good works or you did something bad. Well, throw some bucks the church's way. And Martin Luther was enraged by that. And so that's why he went back to the Bible and pointed out that really it's, it's by faith alone. I'll leave it at that. But um, it's, it's, uh, and I hope, again, I'm not trying to attack anybody. I'm just trying to say this is, this is clearly what's biblical. You make a good point. Mm -hmm. Because the point to me that James is trying to make in James, and I'm going to take James' side here again. (laughs) But the point he's trying to get to is the point of, the point where a huge segment of Baptist churches were in the 1950s where basically everybody showed up went to church and then did whatever they wanted (laughs) to monday through saturday and then sunday morning got back to church Mm -hmm. took care of whatever i I don't think that was only a baptist no it it wasn't (laughs) but but, you know i'm in the south baptist you know they 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 were treating people at work badly Mm -hmm. The men were chasing the women's secretaries mm-hmm. around the madmen, mm-hmm. yes. uh-huh. you know, and it was all good because why well, I showed up at church on Sunday. And I think James is arguing, I think James is basing his whole argument on that. That, you know what, it's not just about having salvation. And, and John Moore, our former youth pastor here, he used to say it's not just about getting your fire insurance, you know. That there's more to mm-hmm. it than that. It's the back end that really matters, and what mm-hmm. you do with that faith on a daily basis. How do you, how do you how do you do your job? Mm-hmm. You know, do you do a good job at work? You know, do you when you screw up? Are you looking for somebody to blame? Are you? Yep, mm-hmm. that was me. I messed up. You know, are you giving credit mm-hmm. if an underling does something? Do you go into your boss and say, mm-hmm. "Look what I did." <laughs> Oh, I know plenty of people that's happened to. You know, right. or do you give your underling credit and try to promote him up? It's almost like there's two different classes of people they're talking to here. They are. James, yeah. James is talking to people that have stuff. Don't be so proud. And Paul is talking to people that are absolutely humble and have nothing. And if you have nothing, you can at least have faith. And so in a way, to me, it's kind of as if Paul is just talking to anybody that will listen and is downtrodden, whereas James is talking to people that know about it and 
are going to find their way into leadership and want to spread it, but they have something more. Well, they're they're well, though, they're in they're they're really in terms of the Jewish faith. They're in the center of it. They're in Jerusalem. Right. He's his audience are. are are people that go to the temple people every that, day? Yes, yes, and they're hearing this, and and temples not they're not necessarily being a, so. It's still there, um, and, and and again, there's a lot of tension going on. Um, maybe that's why the church in Jerusalem was having so much problems because already uh, most of the most of the Jewish Christians were decamping for Antioch and points north. But uh, but it's interesting that this is what you find when you read the 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 letters both of Paul and and the other apostles. You think you think the stuff going on in your church is new? It isn't. It's it goes back to just about the beginning. And we talked last week about favoritism and prejudice. This week we're talking about okay, what do I do? You know, am I uh, am I am I uh, free of the whole law? Or do I just have to come to the come to the service or whatever we're calling our 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 mass of remembrance, our service of remembrance, our prayers of remembrance, and I'm good. Uh, and so, so it's, uh, yeah, and I think you're right. It's exactly, it's to be, you got to know the two, two, two different audiences. He's talking to a, Paul is talking to a church he planted, uh, and is dealing with all of this and, and really, and, and James, I think James is talking to Christians who grew up Jewish and are just wondering what the heck do I do with all this tradition I've spent my yeah. entire life learning do, and do, do I, I really do just I have throw to it all away at, do I have to show up at the temple every year for Passover mm-hmm. then go back again for the temple of feast and mm-hmm. oh then there's the day of atonement mm-hmm. how do I handle that and oh you know mama mm-hmm. mama did something so we got to go sacrifice a couple yeah, of mm-hmm. doves you know how does all that mm-hmm. get dealt with in light of mm-hmm. this but, but notice as I said at the beginning James he goes for that outward calling not not yep. so much the ritual and not so much the, the sacrificing, he is saying, "Hey, there's more. There's there's more to this than simply, you know, believing that Jesus was the Son of God. What are you going to do about it?" And the thing about it is, and it goes back to my original, my original point was, <clears throat> why do you want to be a wrestler mm-hmm. if you don't wrestle? Mm-hmm. Why would you want to be one? And with that, we're going to go ahead and uh, go around the room one final time for some takeaways, some practicals, and just some uh, some wrap-up on this and start with uh, Professor Koshu. So Paul is really talking about what happens at the moment of salvation. James is talking about what happens after salvation. At the, at the end of the day, that's where... I think the dividing line happens. And and to me, the bottom line is, and, and it's, it's all practical. How do you treat your coworkers? How do you, retreat your, how do you treat your direct reports mm-hmm. that report to you? How do you treat the people in your life? How do you treat people in your church? How do you react when something bad happens to you? How do you deal with your faith day in, day out? And, and like we talk about, faith is a long journey. You know, I'm 56, and I've been living as a Christian since I was 13-ish, you know, somewhere along those lines. And so I have lived 44, oh, sorry, I'm 57 now, 
44 <laughs> years as a Christian. You know, that is, in God's eyes, that's a blink of an eye, actually half a blink for 44 years. But that's a very long mm-hmm. time in my life to have lived as a Christian. It's a journey. How do you handle your journey in over the long term? Have you handled your journey so that it is seen fruit and produced things that you want? Excellent. Producer Steve Titch. Well, I, I, I think you hit on something these past weeks when you've talked about James being something of an employee manual. James here is talking about, well, what does it mean to be religious? What does it mean to be a Christian? And it's more than just expressing a belief in a deity. Uh, it's it's doing, doing what that deity asks of you, or you could say even commands of you. Um, and we get that. We, we know what our God wants from us from the Bible and from the illustration of the Son of God himself. We see what this God we worship is like. And James is calling us to... Follow that example. He doesn't. He, he doesn't say it in the necessarily the most articulate way, but he's saying, you know, get out there and do what Jesus did. Follow that example. Do what all those righteous people did from the Old Testament. Do read read what our read what our God wants from us from the prop not just the law from the prophets. Do not throw that out with the bathwater. We're still. The, the, the God, he, to, he was telling Jews of the Jerusalem, the God you worshipped all your life was incarnate, and that's it. So that aspect didn't change. But now we have this new revelation. And now we have this new connection. And that, that changes the nature of what we know, but it doesn't change the nature of what God wants from us. Excellent. This has been a great... Uh a great podcast. I just want to chime in one thing. Uh, I basically do stuff, and I always liked doing stuff. I'm just a productive guy. Faith has me do the same stuff a little bit differently. I get convicted both by Paul and by James because sometimes I have very little faith. I just don't. And then sometimes also with James, I'll see the poor and I won't take the time, even though I may have it or money, to help them. But because I'm aware, I see those opportunities and I don't look at it as a distraction all the time. And I'll give you one quick example as uh, we finish up the show. I just got a pay raise my kids moved out and that is the most awesome feeling for you dads out there and of course they didn't take everything and so I'm kind of in a grumpy mood and I'm taking stuff that they didn't want to keep to goodwill to donate okay I saw this guy who I see fairly often when I donate I know he's got a young son. I said, hey, here's some, there's some gear in here for Little League Baseball. You got a boy, right? He goes, yes, I do. I go, does he, does he play baseball? Yeah. He goes, does he play catcher? He goes, as a matter of fact, he does. Uh, 
my boy's favorite face mask that is a face too small for him now, at least one face size. And but he didn't he'd outgrown it. But I gave that the chest protector. He even had the leg protectors and everything. This your, guy your was would have beaming. Been a good catcher. I know him. Oh, he was. Like, he loved yes, it. <laughs> and he was awesome. But he's he's grown out of it. But here's the thing. I was plugged in and this turned into something that could go under the category of deeds when I didn't even really intend for it to be. My point is this, and sorry to take the long way to get there. Be aware. Let it be a part of your life. You'll never know the blessings that you provide to people. So thank you so much on behalf of our producer, Mr. Steve Titch, Robert Koshy. My name is Bill Cox. Our half-hour TV show, No Church Answers, is airing on WYGA, but it's on demand at Preach the Word Network TV. And it's our podcasts are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get our podcasts. Please rate the podcast and leave a review. And if you have any questions or comments, you can go to our Facebook page, which is at manupspiritualoasis.com and post it there. Uh, I, I'm going to say this, but I, I, I'm fairly certain most people are able to attend church. Uh, but if you're not, check out the Sugarland Baptist streaming service. It's on Facebook, YouTube. Well, not last week. Uh, but And also sugarlandbaptist.org. It starts Sunday at 945. And when you're ready, we encourage each and every one of you to join a local Bible-based church. Why local? So you'll go and participate. And find a small group, ABF, Adult Bible Fellowship, or Sunday School class that you can join for small group discussions like this. Find one that is men only. And if there is one, start one. This is Man Up. You've been listening to Man Up. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Dedicated to the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flame through into this place. You can contact us on Facebook under Man Dash Up. Post questions and we'll answer them right here on the Man Up podcast.